0: with mountain man 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 and the wizard.
1: Hey, I'm the wizard and welcome back to another episode of talk Talk after dark creepy pasta edition. Tonight's story is we discovered a secret base under the ocean from no sleep on Reddit.
2: It wasn't until I found myself standing on the deck of an unnamed military ship sailing out into the middle of the ocean before I. Finally started to question the mission I was signed up for. The exceptionally large sum of money had been the initial hook, but the allure of top-secret missions was something I longed for. Still, I had to ask, why had they chosen me, and where were we actually going?
0: A good soldier keeps his fucking mouth shut.
2: I remembered my sergeant yelling at my face more than a decade earlier. Things had been so simple then. I followed orders, never questioned whether or not our actions were inherently good. In my eyes, I was doing the right thing. But the line between good and evil quickly blurred as I'd gotten deployed.
1: I know they told you not to talk to the crew, but I gotta ask, what in God's name made you sign up for this mission?
2: A man asked as I stared at the ocean. He was well built, Clearly a soldier based on his posture Though his outfit didn't match the rest of the crew I fit the profile Was all I responded
1: Do you even know where we're heading? He asked I shook my head That's probably why they chose you The name's Ulrich I'm the leader of this mission
2: He said I looked over him I wouldn't have taken him as the man in charge He looked more like an enforcer A man with more power than brains. His age fit, though, and his cold, motionless demeanor was enough to tell me he'd seen a thing or two. I'm Sean. Guessing you're the one that's telling me exactly where we're heading? I asked. Down there, he said as he pointed to the cold blue ocean. (laughs) I chuckled. I've never served aboard a submarine. If you think I can aid you in underwater warfare, you've chosen the wrong man. He smirked in return.
1: That ain't it, Sean. We're going deeper, all the way to the bottom.
2: I had to admit the man had piqued my curiosity more than the briefing. Why? What's down there?
1: Alanis. What else?
2: He exclaimed as if announcing a, a long-awaited reveal. The mythical sunken city? That place is real? I asked, still awaiting the punchline.
1: No, of course not. At least not in a historical sense. The Atlantis we're visiting is a base built shortly after the Second World War. Anticipation of a nuclear war, a lot of rich bastards wanted a safe place to hide. They decided the bottom of the ocean would be fit. It had to be kept a secret, of course. Only a handful of government employees ever learned about the project, and they have since taken the secret to their grave.
2: The look on my face must have been enough because I didn't have to ask another question before he started talking.
1: The base remained a secret until a few documents resurfaced a couple years ago. Apparently, we lost contact with the base in the 80s, alongside all the science put into the base. Can you imagine the kind of things they kept down there?
2: No, I said.
1: That's why we're going down there. We're going to get the station back up and running and retrieve as much information as possible
2: two other men joined us, both clearly military. They were Jacob and Benjamin, the combat engineers meant to accompany us on the mission. As the ship finally stopped, Ulrich led us to the starboard side where a strange vessel had been prepared. It looked more like a lunar landing probe than a sub. One with an exceptionally thick hull. Ever been down to the depths? Jacob asked as we were escorted inside, and shook my head as did Benjamin. The truth was, four of us were all strangers, carrying only fragments of information. Due to the risk of leaking the top-secret information, I half-worried we'd been executed upon completion. The vessels shook as they dropped us into the ocean, but as soon as we fell below the surface, an odd sense of peace washed over us. The descent itself was rapid, with light quickly giving way to the infinite darkness as we sunk into the depths below. A few instances of small talk broke up, but we quickly fell silent again with each creak of the outer hull settling under the immense pressure of the ocean. I felt tense the entire ride, and it wasn't until I felt an abrupt stop before I realized we reached the bottom. I
1: guess that's it, I said. All right, Jacob, initiate docking procedures. The rest of you gear up. I don't want anybody leaving the vessel without their atmospheric suit. You take point, Sean.
2: All recorded. I nodded in agreement, and Jacob made contact with the docking station without much hassle. From there, we couldn't connect to the station's monitoring systems.
0: Looks like the pressure's fine inside. Life support is partially broken, though. Only a few sections still have oxygen. We might be able to get them back up and running, but I can't promise anything, Jacob said. Any signs of life, Ulrich said. Couldn't tell you, based on this alone. But without oxygen, what could there possibly be?
1: Jacob asked back. Still stay alert. Let's get this over with,
0: Ulrich said.
2: My ears painfully popped as the doors opened. I raised my rifle and took the first step into Atlantis. The station was running on its emergency backup systems, supposedly fueled by underground volcanic activity, but it meant we had little more than emergency light to guide our way. The rest of them followed closely. As, as we exited the airlock, we found ourselves in a neatly decorated hallway that was more reminiscent of a 50s hotel than a submarine base. While the metal walls stood exposed, they'd clearly put a great deal of effort into making the place feel like home. On each side of the hall were several metal doors, each marked with simple numbers and letters. Between each door hung a picture of one of the inhabitants, most of them scientists, some military.
1: I don't see anything,
2: Benjamin said.
1: Neither do I,
2: Ulrich agreed. The comms should be in the section... 7H alongside the control room Somewhere in the center of the base We should deal with the life support first It should be right around the corner in 3C The decorations made the station seem more gloomy Rather than make it feel like home I suppose times had changed since then But I couldn't help but feel like we were Walking through a graveyard
1: This is the one
2: Benjamin said as we opened the door To the life support system Unlike the neatly decorated hallways, that room was little more than a generator room with machines and metal walls. It produced oxygen, directly from water through electrolysis. Essentially, an infinite source of breathable air. There was also a map of the station on the wall, each showing habitability and biological activity.
1: No signs of life at all. I guess we're safe for now,
2: Benjamin said. I lowered my guardy ever so slightly while still staying alert.
1: Shouldn't be too hard to fix this,
2: Benjamin said.
1: Almost looks like somebody purposely sabotaged it. Maybe they didn't do a very good job. All right, we'll go ahead and repair the comms. Are you fine with your own?
2: Ulrich said. Benjamin nodded. Then let's go. Leaving one of our engineers behind, we kept moving towards the control room. So if the station went dark but no
1: one ever left, where's the bodies? I asked. Who knows if they got out? Might have fled, stayed under the radar,
2: Ulrich said. On the way, I took a peek inside a few of the already open doors. They were bedrooms and offices, all neatly decorated to look like home, with personal effects and unmade beds. If the crew had left, they clearly didn't bother to take anything with them. By the time we reached the central hub, about 20 minutes had passed. The station was massive, large enough to house at least 500 people, all of whom had just vanished without a trace. Then we walked by a door marked differently than the others. Z9, it read, a massive jump if the rooms were marked alphabetically. In addition, the room was labeled Laboratory, ''Should we check it out?'' I asked.
1: ''Later, we need to fix the comms and upload the data.''
2: All recorded. But as we tried to proceed through into the control room, we were met with a sealed door that had been fused shut.
0: ''Someone really doesn't want to let us through here.'' Jacob said as he put down his bag of tools. ''But
1: I can get through. Just give me ten minutes.'' ''I suppose we can check out the lab in the meantime.'' There might be some valuable information there, Ulrich said.
2: The two of us entered the lab. It was immensely large, with rows of tables and hundreds of files and equipment neither of us could recognize. There were a few typewriters, and what looked like an ancient computer probably only meant to decipher messages. The tables themselves were empty, except for one occupied by a lump hidden under a large plastic cover. While I went to the occupied table, I had to take a few steps back in pure shock as I dragged the sheet away. What lay beneath it was a disfigured being I couldn't even begin to recognize. It was about the size of a human with pale, smooth skin. In place of its head, it only had a hole with numerous long teeth that resembled blades more than chewing components. The only other appendages were four thick legs that ended in spiky bones, and multiple holes all over its body that resembled gills, but what truly worried me was the multiple gunshot wounds it had suffered, all of which only penetrated an inch deep due to its thick skin. The actual cause of death appeared to be a massive hole in its abdomen, but what had caused it, I don't know. What the hell is this? I asked. Ulrich turned around, holding on to a bunch of papers. His face lit up with confusion as he saw the horrific creature, but he didn't seem at all that surprised.
1: Listen to this. He began. 19th of October, 1978. The runners have infiltrated Sectors A and B. We managed to seal off the sections but it's not going to hold for long. Ballistic projectiles have little effect, seeming only to briefly slow them down. The railgun has proven to eliminate the runners with moderate effect, but with only one steel operational, we cannot hold them off for long. We retrieved one of their bodies. Preliminary findings show that they are airless creatures. They filter oxygen directly through the multiple gills and have thick skin and unbreakable bones that... He trailed off. It just goes on to describe their anatomy. But check this out. They only flee when the Sector appears. As far as we know, there's only one of them. But it has proven impervious to all weapons. Should it break through the lockdown, we need to evacuate the station.
2: He finished reading and just stared
1: at me. What the hell is a sector?
2: He asked. I don't know, but... Before I could finish the sentence, the sound of fans broke the otherwise silent atmosphere. And with that, our radios lit up.
1: Hey, it's Benjamin. I got life support working. Don't take off your mask. It's going to be a few minutes until the air is breathable. Over. Alright, meet us in the control room. Over.
2: Ulrich said. We covered the mangled creature back up and... Went to meet Jacob, who'd already managed to break through the containment. The control room was a circular area with tons of radio equipment and workstations. The floor was littered with small pieces of what looked like old wood. I'd bent down to pick one of them up, only to realize they were shattered human bones. Uh, Hey guys, I, I found what remains of the crew. I said with a nervous voice, What the fuck? Jacob chimed in. We'll be fine. The creatures have to be dead by now. Uh, attach the transmitter to the comms and let's upload all the data we can. Jacob went to work with work as I guarded the room. I kept thinking back to the creature on the bed. Based on the log, it had already been there for decades, but... If that was the case, why hadn't it decomposed? Where were the others? What was the sector? I took a peek at some of the documents Ulrich had taken with, but a section stood out to me. One on the very last page. 30th of October, 1978. They've broken down our evac systems. A handful of survivors that still remain are trapped. We're trying to send out a distress signal, but the surface isn't responding. The only solution we've found is to flood the station with carbon dioxide. It doesn't kill the creatures, but it seems to put them into an indefinite stasis. Our engineers are already on route to destroy their life support systems. The control rooms run on a backup system so we should be fine until help arrives. Based on the bones on the floor, it seemed like rescue never came. I listened to the fans humming and and thought back to the fresh but ancient corpse. Just as I started to put the pieces of the puzzle together, another call came through the radio. There's something in here with us. I I can hear them in the walls. Over. Benjamin called out. What are you talking about? Over. Ulrich asked back. As soon as the oxygen rose, I started hearing knocks inside the locked rooms and walls. I I thought it was a pipe or something at first, but they started growling and... Wait, what, what the... Oh God, I see a... Ah! A brief scream was heard before the radio cut out and Benjamin went dark.
1: Sean, you're coming with me. We've got to help Benjamin.
2: Ulrich ordered, but... Before we could even get going, we heard a muffled growl coming from within the walls and some coming down the hall. Whatever Benjamin had seen, it was coming towards us in mass. Then a few holes in the walls blew open without damaging the outer hull, and the first of the horrific creatures emerged.
1: We'll hold them off, Jacob. Get the comms working now, Holrock yelled. I'm on it!
2: Ulrich and I took position in the front of the broken-up door and raised our rifles. A dozen creatures came running down the hall, with one emerging from the holes in the walls. Their gills pulsated as they inhaled the fresh oxygen that was being pumped into the station. Before we could even open fire, the hallway was full of monsters.
1: Where the hell did they come from? Ulrich
2: asked. They... They were sleeping. The air woke them up. We did this, I said. We unleashed a hail of bullets, mostly which hit the creatures, but some went too far, forming holes in the wall. Luckily, the outer hall was so far too thick to be penetrated. Our weapons were significantly more powerful than those used by the former inhabitants of the station, able to maim the creatures enough to render them harmless. There's... there's too many of the fuckers!
0: I yelled over the sound of gunfire. How much time do you need? Ulrich asked. It's already uploading. Let's get the fuck out of here!
2: Jacob yelled. But escaping was easier said than done. And before long we had been overrun by the creatures. Jacob joined in and emptied a magazine into the horde with little effect. One of them managed to get through and bounced off the wall to pound Ulrich. With a single bite, it ripped flesh from Ulrich's arm. He let out an agonizing yell as he fell to the ground. I walked straight up and put a bullet in what I assumed was its brain, which flung it to the ground. With that, every single creature froze in place. For a brief moment, the entire station had fallen into deafening silence. Then we heard it, a sickening, guttural growl coming from the distant hallways. It sounded almost human, but far too low-pitched, emitting a, a mixture between agonizing pain and anger. One, the echo stopped. Each and every one, the pale creatures retreated into various holes and rooms of the station.
0: What the fuck was that?
2: Jacob asked.
0: The sector, I take it.
2: Ulrich groaned as he tried to stop the bleeding with a makeshift tourniquet.
1: But let's not stick around to confirm it.
2: We quickly moved back towards the airlock, planning to destroy the life support system before leaving for good. As we turned the corner, we found long streaks of blood that presumably belonged to Benjamin, along with a few bullet holes in the wall. Where, where did they go? I asked. The station had fallen eerily silent in the wake of the creatures. We stopped for a moment just to get our bearings. The silence was broken by a sickly crack that vibrated through the air though the echo made it hard to locate it seemed to come from the direction of the airlock we raised our rifles and proceeded with care as we turned another corner we found dozens of creatures all dead and torn to shreds at the end of the hall stood a large humanoid figure with its humanoid figure with its back turned to us
0: it was the sector
2: It held one of the creature's in its unnaturally long arms, which ended in little more than bony knives. Jacob tried to point his rifle in the direction, but it signaled for him to stop. Based on the notes we'd read, bullets wouldn't do anything to it. But despite our silence, the creature somehow seemed to sense our presence. It turned around, still holding on to the pale creature. Its face held little more than two massive black eyes and a poorly formed opening of a mouth. Covering its entire body was clearly visible red veins. It let out another growl as it ripped the runner to shreds before it dropped the pieces of flesh and started rushing in our direction. Jacob raised his rifle for the second time and started firing while Ulrich and I retreated deeper into the station. Jacob, for fuck's sakes, run! But he was frozen in shock, only able to keep his finger firmly pressed on the trigger until the magazine had emptied. By then, the creature had already reached him. It dug its hands into his torso with little effort and raced him into the air. Jacob let out a brief whimper, but had died before he had even realized what was happening. Still... His death provided little more than a minute distraction for the creature, giving us almost no time to flee. We weren't going to be able to outrun the sector, and we both knew. As we passed one of the open rooms, Ola grabbed onto me and his remaining functioning arm.
1: Get out of here. Bomb the shit out of this place,
2: he said before pushing me into the room. With that, he too opened fire hardly hitting anything other than the wall. But he wasn't aiming to hit the creature. He just wanted to draw its attention. Run! Was the last thing he had said. He started retreating away from the airlock, luring the creature away from me. I had been given a chance at escape, but it had come at a cost of Ulrich's life. I only allowed myself a second of hesitation before sprinting to the airlock and and into our escape vessel. I sealed the hatch and tried my best to get the submarine moving with my limited knowledge. I took one final peek through the minuscule window, wondering if Ulrich had already been killed. Then I left Atlantis alone. The trip back was filled with a silence only erupted by the settling hull of the vessel. The mission had been completed, but so many questions still lingered, and I feared answers would be scant. At the surface, I gave my mission report, and was paid handsomely as promised. Ulrich, Jacob, and Benjamin all died at the bottom of the ocean, all for a bit of intel that will remain classified until the end of time. I recommended they drop a nuke down there, but a part of me fears that we were never sent down there to retrieve research, but to confirm the existence of these horrific creatures what they had planned for the future, I don't know, but I fear by delving down to the bottom of the ocean, we've awoken creatures that were never meant to be found, and if they are brought to the surface, that will be the end of life as we know it.